Now, in a groundbreaking development, over 700 scientists globally spanning various disciplines unite against the ongoing crisis in Gaza. On December 9th, 2023, they adopted the International Convention Against War and Destructive Use of Science, advocating for an immediate ceasefire and condemning Israel's occupation and apartheid policies. Today, we have Dr. Natalia Dinat, a medical doctor and representative of Science for the People in South Africa, join us to shed light on the urgent situation. Dr. Dinat, salamu alaikum and welcome to Radio Islam International. Hi, Anissa. Welcome, salam. Well, shukran for being with us this morning. Good to be speaking to you. And I think, um, you know, uh, this is quite important, especially today being a global, um, um, you know, strike in solidarity for the people of Palestine. The International Convention Against War and Destructive Use of Science that's been endorsed by scientists globally emphasizes the need for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Can you elaborate on the scientists' critical role in advocating for peace and their responsibility in times of crisis? Yes, thank you. So this convention, um, in the end, uh, we had more than 1,100 scientists register for our um, our uh, convention oh. and it was adopted then 500 co- uh, scientists um, attended some had to attend on YouTube and it was adopted by over 90% 97% actually of the participants uh, we feel as scientists that we play an important role um, in developing the true understanding of nature and technology and obviously we know that, you know, without scientific input, um, destructive weapons uh, cannot be used. But we believe that scientific knowledge should only be used for the progress of humanity. And we have a huge responsibility to raise our voices in protest when science is used for destructive purposes, as is currently being done in the most horrific genocide in Gaza. And uh, also, we recognize that Israeli uh, occupation forces are conducting an illegal occupation, a devastating and illegal siege, and that they are an apartheid state. And we also call for an end uh, to that. Mm. Now, the declaration that um, has come about calls for scientists worldwide to pressure their institutions and governments to act against the genocide in Gaza. How do you envision this unified global effort influencing international policies and responses to the crisis? Well, we had scientists from, as, as you said, all disciplines, including social science and medicine and uh, biology and physics. And uh, we represented more than 50 countries uh, by the end of it. Uh, what there was a call for and acceptance of is that this convention is now um, will now be forming will now be forming an international union of scientists uh, against war and destructive use of science, and we hope then to uh, support scientists within their institutions uh, so that they can then uh, pressure their institutions uh, to have some kind of moral and ethical standards uh, in their research. Uh, to enforce a boycott, an academic and um, uh, grant-based boycott of uh, Israeli institutions, 
and uh, also um, to give ethical, yeah, ethical guidance and standards uh, that we as scientists, I think, are morally obliged to do. Mm. Now, Professor Sumitro Banerjee highlighted the increasing weaponization of science and technology that leads to destructive outcomes. Um, how can the scientific community balance technological advances with ethical considerations to prevent their misusing conflicts in particular? So th- this is a, an issue that we as scientists have to face because our financial support uh, for science for the good of humanity and science for the good of the planet is dwindling in many, many countries. Mm. Uh, for example, I know in medicine, it's very difficult to find uh, research funding for the diseases that affect women and diseases that affect poor people. Much money is put into diseases of the West um, and the northern um, global north and very little into malaria, TB um, and HIV. And similarly, a lot of money is being put into developing the worst and most barbaric kind of uh, weaponry. Uh, Profit seems to be the driving factor uh, because nobody wins in a war. Uh, Mm. Neither side. War just kills young people. uh, It destroys communities and the fabric of society. The only people to to win in the war are the shareholders of... um, military military and armaments companies. So we have to uh, campaign uh, that our science is used in a proper way. And we we have, there's a lot of hard work to do in that because, you know, in in our world, uh, money carries considerable power. But I think that working within the um, universities and our research institutions, we can and should be doing that. Now, we're looking at the scale of destruction in Gaza, including over 40,000 tons of explosives and a collapsed health system. Can you provide insights into a humanitarian crisis unfolding and also the immediate need um, of the people of Gaza? Well, I I like you. (laughs) I'm watching this on the social media. Yes. Um, You know, and I I did attend... uh, uh, talk by Dr. Mads Gilbert who gave some yes. insight and I am following uh, some of my medical colleagues. Uh, it's absolutely uh, horrific the scale of it. The um, mainstream Western media are in no way covering the human cost of this and even their language uh, is quite um, dehumanizing and awful. Uh, if this is not a conflict, this is an occupation. This is devastation, um, you know, and, they, and they, they sort of always try and avoid the, the, the um, actual human costs of the war. But people are being shepherded by uh, Israeli forces and being told by the USA to move into areas and then they're being bombed on the way. Mm. Uh, there is no safe place in Gaza. Uh, there, there is absolutely no way that... Uh, and, and people... and. I know that there is uh, little food. We yes. know that for a fact that there's been little electricity and uh, water, access to water and medicine is uh, a huge, huge issue. Uh, so we need an immediate ceasefire. We need humanitarian aid to get in at the, um, at the most urgent of um, imperatives.
Now, the convention originated from an appeal in October 2023 that was signed, as you said, by more than 1,300 scientists. How has this initiative evolved and what concrete steps can scientists and the broader global community take to bring about positive change and alleviate the suffering that we are witnessing in Gaza? Yeah, this, this suffering that we're witnessing is not it's a responsibility of each and every one of us in the international community it is not just a problem of palestinians and uh, people living in Gaza. it is not it is our responsibility that this genocide is unfolding it's our responsibility to stop it now and the uh, initial appeal in october was started by a group uh, called breakthrough science in india they themselves are facing their own set of challenges um, from the uh, authorities in India. And mm-hmm. they have called, uh, they, they initially called for an international group um, to come together. And our organizing committee uh, consisted of uh, professors and people from all over the world, including the USA, including people from Jewish Voices for Peace, uh, including, as I said, from all over the world, uh, from Singapore, from Switzerland, um, there are too many countries to mention, and indeed from South Africa, or, or, uh, there were a large number of people um, involved uh, in supporting this declaration. If we get together within, and this is exactly what is happening, but we now need to get together to uh, act uh, the time of letters, I think, I believe, has gone. Uh, and so our convention went from a letter and a statement of support for the people of Gaza and against calling for a ceasefire now to a type of action that we believe our scientists can do. But for every community, whether it's lawyers, whether it's um, workers in a factory, there is something that someone can do. Uh, and that is joining with your community and acting in the way that is appropriate uh, for your groups of people. Uh, so I, I think that, and this is absolutely necessary now. So whether we join demonstrations, uh, whether we act uh, in terms of boycott, uh, there are many, many things that we can do um, that goes further than writing uh, letters and statements. And I think this is what we are looking at um, in our organization um, and in science for the people, how can we support um, the people of Gaza? And there's also um, support in terms of humanitarian aid, and um, which is which is quite urgent. Yes. All right, Dr. Dina, thank you very much for your time this morning. We wish you all the best, um, all of the, um, you know, those who've taken part in this. And I'm sure that this is go- going to grow. And as you said, it doesn't have to be science only. There are other fields that can come together with the same, um, you know, uh, agenda and use it for the people uh, to stand in solidarity and support of the people of Palestine. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Anissa. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And that was Dr. Natalia Dinat, medical doctor and representative of Science for the People of South Africa, talking to us about an international group of scientists who've come together calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, as well as looking at, um, you know, how science can be used not for weaponizing, not for the, um, you know, destruction of mankind, but rather to uplift us to better um, humans um, and uh, our life here on planet Earth.